Hey, Bitch Talkers, episode 233 of the Bitch Talk podcast. How are you guys? Uh, we are on location at the Beard Garten in the beautiful and gentrified Hayes Valley in San Francisco. Um, Beard Garten actually started here four years ago-ish, I would say. Oh, no. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the delicious pretzel. Uh, but yeah, they, they've been here for a minute and... Um, the guys that started, I think, are twin brothers or they're brothers that look basically alike. And I used to bump into them at Blue Bottle down in Hayes Valley before uh, all of the gentrification. So anyways, they're legit guys. And uh, if you visit San Francisco on a nice day or foggy day or when it's not raining, I would say come to the Beer Garden. Opens around three o'clock. And um, it's really, it's precious. So um, anyways, let's do a little housekeeping. Uh, website is bitchtalkpodcast.com. Guess what? It's brand spanking new. So go look at it. Twitter, we're at bitchtalkpod. Facebook, it's bitchtalkpodcast. Instagram, bitchtalkpodcast, one word. Or if you just want to shoot us an email, it's therealbtpod at gmail.com. Since everyone's out of town, uh, meaning Angela and Char, Char's actually in a whole other, she's like a, she's jumped into the future. She's over in Singapore and the Philippines. Ange has jumped into the Redwoods in Santa Cruz. So it's just me by myself, which is really rad. But that means I get to choose whatever the fuck I want to do. Thank you very much. And uh, that's why we're on location with someone who has started a new podcast that's doing quite well, I would say. It's called Story SF. And if you recognize the name or the voice the name is jeff hunt he was on a few episodes ago not 227 yeah no you were not on 227 sorry 133 sorry 127 yeah okay i was just thinking of uh the show 227 so is angela close shout out to Ange. um but uh he was with another storytelling uh entity for 17 years (laughs) nine nine Oh, but it started in college. The idea, yeah, the idea started in 2004. We started everything in 2008. Right. So it's been a while. But you figured out that you wanted to do your own thing and you wanted to start a podcast and you wanted to tell the stories of San Francisco, which could be a million different things. So why did you want to start this podcast? Well, a lot of it has to do going back to the name, Storied. Uh, I chose that name because I, I feel, especially in the last, I don't know, five years, San Francisco has become a rather complicated place. <laughs> it's a place that... Wasn't that your, kind of your hashtag or your log line, if you will, of your Oh, podcast? it's complicated. Yeah, like a relationship status. Um, <laughs> I wanted, I, you know, I, I wanted to do something more than sit around and complain Um, I wanted to try to both hang on to what makes this place great. And that's the people and the art they do and the food they cook and the songs they sing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I wanted to hang on to that and I want to celebrate those things. I want to get the stories out there. I want people to be able to learn from one another, uh, and share the experience, share the positives, hang on to what we have. (laughs) With what, with our what? with our nails and claws. Yes, uh, I, I I'm not I'm neither an optimist nor a pessimist. I feel like if if we just complain and and watch the city disintegrate around us, then what did we do? 
we did we were part of the problem right uh so i wanted the 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 big lofty goal is to try to try to maintain some of the spirit of san francisco that drew me here the artists the uh the people working in food the you know artists meeting anything from art to music to dance uh literature uh any any of it uh I guess it's all expression would be the one you mean overarching. You're talking about the cultured San Francisco. The culture, yeah, the the expressive culture um, and what it kind of just means to live here and this. I still want to believe kind of magical place. Sure. I mean, I still live here. Right. So there must be something about it other than rent control that <laughs> keeps me here. Right. Uh, what draws you to the world of podcasting? Hearing my own voice now. <laughs> um, Ew, narcissism much? Sure. No, I have. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I am not the only person in the world who likes to hear their own voice. I still hate it. But um, what draws me to podcasting? I'm a consumer of podcasts. That's one thing about it. Um, I love the written word. I work in the written word. I have my entire professional life. But I also. I love the intimacy of voices. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> that's all I can really think of. Podcasts, uh, yeah, they're 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 an easy way to connect on a human level, mm-hmm. um, no matter what their format or topic might be. And I think they lend themselves very well to storytelling. Yes. I and, agree. And that's my <laughs> that's that's my hashtag storytelling. So Okay. Uh let's see. We already talked about what is straight SF. It's you're trying to grasp on to the what is remaining of the culture of San Francisco. And I would guess some of the n- newer culture is evolving maybe. We'll see. Um but how do you choose your guests? Because how many guests in are you at this point? Uh, well, how many episodes or how many recordings? How many recordings have you done at this I've point? I've done, I believe, 11. I just released episode five today. So I've <laughs> I've created Sorry. a buffer for myself. Yes, uh, you're smart. I don't have money to go on vacation, but if I want to take a break, I, I can do that. Um, so I'm 11 in, and I've got a, uh, got a Google Doc of probably about 100 names of people that I will eventually reach out to but how are you vetting your guests how am I vetting and how how do you choose it's difficult yeah you can um, go the super easy route and just be like yeah that tech bro and that whatever over there right barista coffee coffee right. people um I guess I just well food uh, well, the, the list I'm talking about started with people I already knew uh people I knew either as storytellers maybe whatever with a capital S, but just people who I've, whose stories I've, I've heard. Um, and for any number of reasons, I wanted to it, their stories to be part of the project. So um, that's where I started. And then I guess over time, you know, I, ideas pop into my head. Like I've been thinking a lot lately about... Um, communities in in this city that i feel aren't represented especially in podcast form mm-hmm. or maybe uh they you know 
maybe not in storytelling form, communities that might be cut off from one another um, for whatever reason. And so, so from that idea, I've been thinking about uh, members of those communities or groups, organizations in those communities to start reaching out to, to see, because I, I, I mean, everyone has stories, mm -hmm. to see if they'd be interested in participating. Including one, uh, including a project that I that I came across, I don't know, a month or so ago, called "Behind uh, Stories Behind the Fog." Mm. I can't even remember at this point how I found out about them, but probably um, a tweet. I think so. You're yeah. on Twitter a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, I was like, well, "Stories Behind the Fog." That sounds like it could have been the name that I chose for my project. Right. What is that? So I started looking into it, and it is a kind of a multi-media or multi-platform project they're doing uh it's, it's a group they started mostly graphic design and uh some film production and anyway the stories behind the fog the idea is to reach out and tell quote-unquote homeless people's stories right of life on the streets in san francisco i saw that and i was like that is so up the alley of what I want to do. It's so it's right in line with what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So I've reached out to them and we're working on figuring out exactly how we're going to collaborate. They were really excited about what I'm doing and I, I mean, was really, I love what they're doing. You're so. excited about what they do. Yeah. I, so, so going back to your question though, um, I mean, it's any number of f factors or, um, what you know, tickles your fancy? What's that? What yeah. tickles your fancy? Yeah, any number of things inform who I think would be good for the podcast, including the their number of social media followers. <laughs> to be yeah, quite I'm, honest, hey, that's bitch talk does that all the time. Yeah. You have to, you have to do that as a podcaster, Which especially starting somewhat from scratch. Yes, uh, I it's mean, I'm, I'm building process. this up from from nothing. So, right. Um, this leads me to my other question because I, th I think Angie and I or Shar and I or whatever, we've had conversations on the air and off the air that a lot of people will come up to us and be like, I want to do a podcast. And right. you say, great. Are you ready for the commitment? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how is it, um, producing, um, let's see, you produce your own show, you book your own show, you do all the social media for your own show. How is it? Because you're highly organized. Oh, thank you, I guess. By the way, I, I guess I should add this at this point. Jeff and I uh, are lovers. No, <laughs> he's my boyfriend. <laughs> and, and we live under the same roof. And he is insanely organized with how he uh, produces his podcast, which I aspire to one day because I'm all over the place. It works. It totally works for me. But he has his documents and his Google Docs. And yeah. Well, you're doing something, right? It? What is it? 233? <laughs> I guess. And it's not just quantity. Well, I, um, I blame Char yeah, in a good was, way. And real fast, your, your listeners know probably way too much about me already. So. That's okay. Yeah. They like you. It's fine. Um, what was the question exactly? Mm -hmm. How do I... How, what is it like to produce and do everything for your own podcast? Yeah. Tell the I, people that are thinking about doing a podcast sure. about it. I just wanted to add one more sort of hat that I wear in my project oh. that you didn't mention which is all the well I guess you said production I said producing booking production, yeah so production yeah. covers not only recording but editing right which oh, that yeah, was editor. the biggest uh, 
learning curve. Learning curve that I had to probably uh, recording equipment. Um, I actually consulted with uh, someone we all know and love, uh, Char. Char. She hooked me up with and and gave me great advice, consultation, whatever you want to call it, uh, as far as like equipment to get. I told her that I, I, you know, as far as editing programs, I already have a Mac, so I have GarageBand. She said that should be plenty. Um, so yeah, she really hooked me up. G- you know, get, getting getting me the tools, I guess, as it were, like the the actual physical um, stuff. And then yeah, and then I had to learn GarageBand. I had to learn how to edit. So. Uh, having a little bit of a music background helped mm-hmm. as far as the idea of tracks and let me say um but yeah i don't want to give the impression that it's too much or a lot but it also is right you just i i feel like given how much work it ends up being always keeping in the back of your head why you're doing it mm-hmm. the main the sort goal of like you know channeling your passion of whatever it is that drove you to do this um if it gets overwhelming if you have five email uh invitations out for guests and no one's getting back to you and you're like no one cares <laughs> about you no one's listening to my podcasts i'm gonna hang it up that's just yeah just take a deep breath right it's not all about you and the podcast it's almost not about you right it's never about you and i've also lately started thinking about what it's like to be on the uh, the receiving end Mm -hmm. of all this uh of all this stuff and to be to be honest i'm not sure if someone came up to me and was like we want you for this storytelling podcast we want to hear your san francisco stories i'm like well i know i have them but let me get back to you on that it's it's a weird so far I've had people I mean the the, the both the the level both the number of people who are willing to participate and their enthusiasm about it has been great but I also understand a little bit at least uh, you know when I don't get email when I don't get responses back yeah think about it it's it's kind of it's kind of an intimidating or daunting thing like i've lived here 18 years i have who knows how many stories well you're gonna have to tell a story now yeah you just yeah. built yourself okay, up. on the spot yeah yeah the time i <laughs> the time i recorded a bitch talk podcast at i don't know no that's yeah, too easy um uh let's come back to that okay come on okay well, i don't know the t- like you know sure you do how about movie okay in? okay i've got a muni story how about that yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Why not? It, okay. it involves. It involves Muni. It also involves. Um, so anyway, I went to SF State from 2003 to 2005, mm-hmm. and I can't remember which semester this was. I think I believe it was like fall of 2004, probably. And semester just started. I I went to New York in August, and I was really excited. This is not me at all, but I actually bought a pair of jeans in New York and I was like really excited about them. <laughs> they were awesome jeans. I was super stoked. Um, on the jeans. Was it because the back looked good or the front looked good? Well, I couldn't see the back. Yeah, you could you if t- you I do the lean, you know, right now, po- the people that are listening don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing that thing where you have your ass in the mirror like in your jeans and you look over like Jordache jeans. 
and you check yourself out. Didn't look as good as Billy from Stranger Things. Nobody but looks maybe, as good as you know, Billy. Not quite although he's awful, but sure. Um, that butt looked good. They just, you know, they they were they felt good. <laughs> Made me feel good. They so gave me confidence. It's like the first week of school. I'm. Uh, oh, how cute! You want to look good for school. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I wasn't a freshman. I was already. I was an older student. <laughs> So, and it wasn't my first semester, but I was like, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm looking good and feeling good, more importantly. <laughs> and I've been on campus for a couple hours. Uh, I commuted as most students at SF State do. Mm-hmm. I commuted via uh, the M train, the uh, light rail. And so it's the end of the day. I'm walking back toward uh, 19th Avenue on Holloway, and I see an M going my direction at the stop and i'm like oh my god it, it's like you won the lottery it, it, it was a ma- it was a ma- that magical event i don't especially on a street like 19th avenue i would never cross against mm-mm, the light mm-mm. so i waited a you know a few seconds got my light i was like this is the best kismet um it's a huge street so it took me a second to cross and then start walking or I, I this, sorry, this is in my mind. I knew it was going to take me a minute to cross and then start walking. <laughs> the thought ran through my head of the train might start pulling away from the stop. But you had to think positive. But I was like, but I was, you know, who cares? Whatever. Um. So right before I got to the point of stepping over the tracks of the train, like you know, at where the train was going to be headed. I started. I, I started to note. I heard that noise of yeah, it boom. starting to pull mm-hmm. away, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And you're going to wait 25 more minutes for another train. Exactly, and that's right because that's the that's the beauty of winning the Muni lottery is that <laughs> you don't have to sit usually in a station. But so I was young enough and stupid enough to just instinct kicked in, and I started running. Mm-hmm. This is right before. Remember, right before I got to step over the tracks mm. <laughs> and so uh i mean I, i'm guessing you you and listeners can tell where this is headed new jeans running for a train um so you know sometimes you're walking on a sidewalk and you're like whoa okay my either the sidewalk jumped up and like animated and grabbed bit, your foot bit my leg and right. caused me to almost fall or my foot just stopped working for a second instead of falling flat. It just like well, you were tilted. an older student. I was an older student. I was already challenged. You're not as nimble as the 18 year olds coming in. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> my best guess, it, it, it all, it, you know, it's one of those things that became really foggy. Foggy memory. The whole thing was really weird. But I'm guessing that that thing where you're walking in, in your foot. But you weren't walking. You were. But running. I wasn't walking. So both fall and slide forward, uh, tear up my new jeans on Aww. one leg, banged up my knee, but also your ankle. Sp- was oh, fucked. you've seen pictures. Yeah, I've seen pictures. It's it was bad, but also one leg worked. One leg worked. So the train hadn't moved that far i was like if he see he's seen me fall he's now seeing me pick up on one leg carrying the other one hobbling toward the driver saw all that and 
Apparently didn't give a fuck. That was his day to be like, Muni has hurt you. (laughs) Literally. And now we're going to add insult to injury. Hey, they're on a schedule. So I heard from a driver yesterday. Exactly. They need to be on a schedule. So they can't wait for anyone that fell. Uh, Quick uh, addendum to the story. So for two and a half years, I rode the Muni, sorry, the, the M Ocean View, I think is what it's called, that line. It goes through uh, Oceanside and I forget whatever other neighborhoods. There was one time I rode it where I don't know if I had something to do that night or I just wanted to get home. I didn't I didn't want any bullshit. Normally I'm a patient person. I didn't want any bullshit that day. And we got stuck. Uh, as it pulls into the neighborhoods, the steps come up. Or no, the steps go down. Sorry. From platform level so that people can step out. And we got stuck on a train in a neighborhood in the middle of the street for maybe 30 minutes. Oh, Jesus but Christ. But that seemed like 30 days. Right. A where month. The, the, the steps were stuck between up and oh, down. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Thanks, Muni. But we love Muni. We take it all sure. the time. Yeah. Uh, what happened to the jeans? That's really the question. Oh, they were done. They were done. Um, it was early September and as sometimes or maybe often happens in September the weather was nice oh yeah that next weekend and a friend of mine uh, who had a car was like let's all go down you know explore some peninsula beaches and I was like great I can't get in the water because I have a purple foot right I went anyway good yeah so the the jeans were gone I had (laughs) I think I had just like a scrape on my knee your confidence but my ankle was swollen and Purple and some other weird colors. Gross. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Who is your ultimate guest? Like, if you got this one person, you're like, I'm good. Because obviously for Bitch Talk, it's John Stamos. Sure, not, not sure. Who's, who's my Stamos? Who's your Stamos? That's a really, really... Carol Dota... She would she have been alive? A, she's not alive. She's she not just with died. Us anymore. Yeah. I know. I know. Okay. You know, we're, we're playing a, a uh, ultimate guess. It's alive. Who's then. alive? Okay. Carol Dota. Would you just interview her boobs or what's? No. What do you mean? Whatever. She's got a great story to tell. Okay. Um. If you don't know who Carol Dota is, open up a tab and look her up, but not at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not suitable for work. I mean, off the top of my head. Just people who've done great things here, like Tom Amiano, who mm. almost had a, almost won a write-in election for mayor in '99, I believe it was, mm. right before my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, my my former supervisor, and uh, who's still bit, around little, and pretty. Oh, awesome. he's still definitely. We see him a lot. In fact, one of the first uh, recordings I did down at Virgil's Sea Room in the in the Bernal Lows, <laughs> uh, he was in the front of the bar, and I was like. I have my mic. I you should have just, just <laughs> asked him. Yeah. Just send him an email. He's around. Mm-hmm. Um, people like that. Like, uh, I had another name at the, like on the tip of my brain and I don't want to end it with Tom Amiano. Who else? Politician. Doesn't have to be. No. Who you're thinking of. Oh yeah. No, not really. Mm. Not necessarily. Church of Satan. Yeah, Anton LaVey. But I don't think he's alive either. No, he's not. No. Yeah. So no. dead people. 
More dead, dead people. people are. Yeah, I got to figure out a way. What to about Huey Lewis and the news? Oh, Huey Lewis would be great. Steve Perry a lot less so, even though he's around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Williams. Kari, going back to dead people. Yeah. Right, All P. the good ones are gone. Don't. This is funny. This I think this is the second podcast that Robin Williams has been mentioned. R.I.P. Love you. Um, what? He's no. I'm, he's no, a I'm San Franciscan. Sh- oh, I know. I'm just trying to think of others. Okay. Um, do you want to bring this podcast to different cities? Um, I intentionally named it the way I did to Story leave that possibility to open. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, it could be storied, colon, whatever. Every city has stories and every city is storied. I feel like, you know, without knowing a lot about certain places, any any group of people trying to live together, it's going to be complicated. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what it would look like. It wouldn't be me. Hmm. I can't live everywhere. Sure you you know what I mean? We'll make sure. that happen. Right. Is that an app yes. coming, coming our way? Or one of these people here at the Beer Garden creating that app? That'd be great. You can be yeah. on this podcast. Please. So um, yes, very much so. I, I, would, I would love it. I've got a lot of work to do. I feel like establishing sorry, San Francisco first. Yeah, but you've already had great guests on. I, will, sure. I, I might make you pick not a favorite, but one that stuck out to you. Uh, of your guests so far hmm. but actually you should talk about um, your partner in crime your photographer so talk about Michelle asking. yeah because those photos are awesome and she's so, great right. and it's and, part of the podcast and um, wink wink she was my friend before I met her at her bar sure yeah she's so Michelle Michelle Kilfeather is uh, I think first and foremost she's an artist she's a she's a photographer an amazing photographer who happens to also bartend you know to pay the bills sure and, and like whatnot, you do because mm-hmm. no one pays for art so no. yeah so I'm I knew Michelle I've known Michelle for about a year coming up on two years now um, and in addition to her lovely warm personality and uh, hospitality I would say mm-hmm. she's a great bartender um, one of the things that I've always liked about her is her photos and I I you know it was a light bulb that kind of that went off uh, one day when I was kind of really starting to pour my energy into thinking about what I wanted this project to be and I wanted photos to be part of it um, and as soon as I realized that it just it the switch went off and I knew that I I see Michelle about <coughs> once a week mm-hmm. <coughs> at least let's just say once a week and the next time I saw her I, I I I had if memory serves I had probably talked a little bit about the project with her so it wasn't coming out of you know complete left field mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I approached her and I and I I, I told her yeah I I want because this podcast is about people mm-hmm. um, and I love her especially her portrait portraiture her portraits um, the way she captures a lot of emotion and just kind of raw living um, a lot of like 
what it is to live in San Francisco. I saw storied San Francisco in her photographs, mm. a, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I approached her, and she, I, again, if memory serves, she was she was really excited about it. And, yeah. Um. So yeah. So it just kind of took off, and she's taken photographs at this point. Uh, she's taken photographs of all of my storytellers except for the photographer who I, I asked her if she wanted to, and to, you know, to, to give that kind of art direction to her. She said, no, 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 it's, it's fine. She, you know, not to step on any toes or anything like that. And, and then, um, so, but, uh, there've been a few of our recordings where Michelle has actually gone with me Mm -hmm. on the scene of the recording and it's just uh, yeah I, I I can't say enough about how much I love her work okay th- your top three guests so far your top three guests of of the recording yes oh, and man. not just be not because your favorites just something stood out right that is I god I hate favorites let me just first say they've all been great yes um just about all of the stories I've recorded so far, I didn't know, so I was hearing them for the first time, and that's always yes. Really element nice. of surprise is always good because you never know where something will take you. Right, and and this thing has happened. Just quick sidetrack. This thing has happened. I've I've noticed where I spend, let's say, an hour with someone or an hour and a half, and then when I go to listen to it to start editing, teasing it out, mm-hmm. yeah. I will have forgotten little things, little moments that happen. And it's anyway. Um, well, my first recording and my first episode was with my good friend, Rob Bell. Yeah. So I have to go with that. Okay. Um, it was, also, uh, let's give Rob Bell some love. He's the bartender, one of the bartenders, but I say the bartender at Tony's Napoletana. Uh, that was how I North put Beach. it in my intro. I, I called him the bartender. Yeah. So the if you're in town and you want to go to Tony's and stand in line, I say get there like at 1130, sit at the bar. 1145. Sit, sit with Rob Bell during the day for mm-hmm. lunch. He's there Monday, Wednesdays. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday. He's amazing. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rob Bell. Uh, Rob Bell and I have hung out a lot outside of mm-hmm. the <coughs> bar. <coughs> the bar at Tony's. And he's a great guy. I love him. He's my friend. Um, I know his family. Right. You know, uh, but I didn't know him on this level. Mm -hmm. So both the recording, the time we spent recording, and then the the way the episode turned out, um, I'm really happy about. And he's just, I don't. Well, you're going to have to have a part two and three with him at least. Yeah. He's got a lot of stuff. He's also just. He's the ultimate positive soul. He's like he's, an Angela-ish. He's literally cured me when I've been sick. Well. I've gone into Tony's not... I was like, I shouldn't eat pizza. I shouldn't drink beer. Booze. And I go in there and I let him know. And it's like, he's like, okay, Dr. Rob Bell, Dr. Love, here it comes. And he'll give me, he'll pour me a glass of something usually warm and I'm it's like usually okay, medicinal base sure sure drop an anison in it um so I just I, I uh, again I just love his energy okay it's, number two it's really positive number two these are not in any order oh you're uh, making me the you're next. already making me sorry the next the next so um it's memorable Botik Joshi I have known 
He's he was the photographer that right. Michelle didn't shoot for this project. Um, I've known of his work for maybe ten years, mm-hmm. and I've loved his work. It's why I reached out in the first place. His his photographs tell a story, mm-hmm. and so I thought he'd be perfect. And then um, upon meeting him and recording him, what ended up being, I think I had more than two hours logged <laughs> of. Mm-hmm of recording of, of, of let's say us talking, but mostly him sharing his experiences. I just immediately, f- I just immediately related and appreciated him. He's got to also got a really warm, I'm going to say positive presence, uh, really easy to get along with, with. And, and we're also big dorks in similar ways. Oh, Star Wars much? No, oh, not good. well. He actually did. He's, we talked a lot about uh, his time working for Lucasfilm. Oh, that's right. But no, we. I'm thinking about. Uh, he used to work over, kind of in like the, Townsend Seventh Avenue, like those old, near the old, near the train tracks. And like, anyway, that's a really old part of San Francisco, mm-hmm. and it's very, train. The railroad oriented mm-hmm. and he was talking about one of the buildings and the fixtures hmm. and the door handles and the and we just dorked out on stuff like that mm. um third has to be peter hartlob right um someone i i did i'm gonna say i knew him right. a little bit i definitely uh have have worked with him a little bit before and i didn't but but i didn't know what i was getting i knew it would be great right. uh peter, and who is peter peter Harlub is the san francisco chronicles pop culture critic yes um uh but he does so much more than that um he he's almost um her her herb cane ish esque you said that i didn't okay but sure um he just does more than pop culture oh, criticism way. or critiques way more what and i only know i only found out and knew of him i saw the the name but when i worked in film he was one of our reviewers and interviewers and he was just the coolest because he's like our age so mm-hmm, of course mm-hmm. he's the coolest mm-hmm. and he's a local guy i don't know when this started but to the extent that the chronicle still has actual archived photographs mm-hmm. um because they have gotten rid of a lot of stuff. Um, probably the first thing that drew me in as a, as a consumer, as a reader of journalism, was his work just going down into the archives and f- starting with the visuals, pulling out stories. Well, my favorite, can I tell you what my favorite Go was of it, his? Because yeah. I don't know if we're together or not. When this, um, when he ran this, and I still want to invite him over, I'm really embarrassed, but not. He reached through the archives, I think, either of concerts in San Francisco or New Kids on the Block stuff. Oh, yeah. And he did a call out. I don't know if he ever did anything with it, but asking people if they still have <laughs> their past in a box, possibly of New Kids on the Block things. But he asked for it. I never emailed. You're like, mine's not in a box. Mine's in a huge box. It's, it's out. No. Sorry, I'm eating a pretzel at the Beer Garden in Hayes Valley in San Francisco right now. It's delicious. But um, yeah, so so I had I had worked with Peter um, before, so I knew him in that in that respect, and I reached out and I was thrilled when he 
Agreed. He agreed, and he's also, oh, yeah, come to the archives come and record to those archives. there. So I was like, field trip. Hello. We may Most have to go to the archives as bitch talk and do something. I'll br- That's when you I'll should. bring my new Absolutely. Block yeah. shit. Full circle. Full circle. No, I should say, just real fast, uh, my recordings can happen anywhere. I always throw out bars or restaurants first, because I feel like that's where people are... Yeah, you get a drink That's where the conversations start happen. Um, Peter suggested uh, the photo archives. I th- I think this is why, because he also does a podcast up, uh, d- or sorry, down there. He's set up a little corner. They do uh, the big event. Some sometimes are always with Beth Spotswood, um, who's also a local writer. By yeah, the way. and they. Uh, so anyway, so so I think I think you know. His thinking was, this is a place that's quiet mm-hmm. and conducive and, and all that. And I was thrilled. It, was, it, it wasn't really kind of the usual venue for me, but sure. Um, and then, yeah, and I showed up. And in the back of my head, I probably remembered or, or just know that he's a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. His journalism speaks to that and his storytelling that I've seen speaks to that and he just but I still had no idea what he was going to talk about and he um, well his story I don't want to we can tease it but I don't want to give it away no spoilers but his story led you into another interview which will be coming up probably not until the end of the year or so but yeah probably late December which is Um, really cool yeah so one of the subjects of Peter's story is that right to say subject sure Peter's story is about, um, and I don't uh, want to give too much away. I don't, I don't either. He he. So in his early journalism days, a story that he did, one of the subjects of that story. Mm. Um. So when Peter was helping me, what do you want to call it? Propagate or when his episode of Story San Francisco came out and he put it up on his social, I think Twitter. Someone responded, one of his followers, and said, have you seen the documentary about this guy? Oh. Who was the story, Mm -hmm. who was the subject of his story back in 1989? And Peter had no idea. And, of course, I had no idea. Right. So I did some digging. I I watched the trailer. I found the filmmaker, local guy, Adam Chin. So now people can go figure out what the movie is. Um, And anyway, I was able to to find this guy this this subject of peter's story and i just interviewed him yesterday i know and it was amazing the guy gave me a hug at the end of it Cute. i mean he we that's were, the best we're friends yeah like he's yeah when your guest gives you a hug you're like all right we're cool yeah yeah, yeah. um good no just also i just i loved his his place he's lived in his place in the inner richmond for f- 28 years we're basically neighbors we're pretty much neighbors um he still smoke. He's an he's an Englishman. Mm-hmm. He smokes. I'm sh- I'm assuming more than ha- a pack a day. Okay. He offered Michelle cigarettes. He's <laughs> just a really great. But he's but a gracious he, person. But he's also an artist. He's oh, that's an, right. He's an actor, mm-hmm. and he's a lover of the arts. Right. And that's why he and I were in the same room last night after your interview. Seeing David Sedaris. Oh. Yes. We'll do a basic bitch when I'm with Anja about David Sedaris. But yes. Your interview subject was there too. I just loved his place. I mean, I, I feel like in my, I've lived here for 18 years, and in that time, every once in a while, there's you just never know you're gonna walk into a house 
someone's home and just f- you just feel that history and it's their home yeah and I, I, I love that shit people are firmly I think it's a it's nice knowing there are people who are still firmly planted here yes so I feel like I'm one of those people um, yeah. Jeff Hunt where can people find Story to SF I'm not as good at you as you at I have no just rolling way. it off but I'll try. Website. I'll try. Instagram. I'll try. Twitter. Yeah. Okay, I got it down. So Twitter and Instagram at Storied SF. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Storied San Francisco. The website is storiedsf.com. And you can email me. Sure. If you have a story. <laughs> storiedsf at gmail.com. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Jeff Hunt, for being on Bitch Talk for a second time. Thank you, Aaron. Lynn. I appreciate you, your time, and the beer garden. Uh, Bitch Talkers, this is episode 233 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. Bitch, please! please.